This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update Podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update video and podcast. Today, we're joined by AMA's Director of Physician Practice Sustainability, Carol Vargo, who'll be sharing the ways that physicians in private practice can address continuing challenges that are posed by the pandemic and what the AMA can do to help. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Carol, thanks so much for joining us. Um, It's been two long years and a huge challenge for all physicians and particularly those in private practice some of whom have had to close their doors. I'd like to start off by just talking briefly about what you're hearing um, from from physicians in private practice right now. Are they struggling like they were early in the pandemic or is the situation improving maybe with some new challenges? Thank you, Todd. And thanks so much for having um, me today to talk about this work because as you noted um, during COVID, private practice physicians in particular really felt bore the brunt of um, the uncertainty, um, the immediacy, the unknown at the time. And I would say the challenges that they faced at that time were uh, you know, crisis mode, very little known about COVID, um, very little known about treatments, um, and obviously dealing with office shutdowns. And as you noted, Um, severe disruption in the ability to provide care to their patients, as well as severe disruption to their business operations. Uh, Clearly a very stressful last two years. What we are now seeing is uh, continued struggles, but different. And those are because we have been in two long years and we're emerging, but like many of us, there are challenges that have come with these two long years. And I would say the most top of mind, largest challenges right now are burnout, uh, which we know were at record levels for physicians prior to the pandemic. But we are now in a situation where for two years, physicians have worked tirelessly and not just physicians, but their their care teams, uh, their administrative staff, dealing with these uncertainties and unknowns, and then dealing with a rush of patients coming in who are probably more severely ill than they were before. So burnout is at record highs, we know this. And then attendant to that is this issue of staffing shortages, which is at a crisis level right now. And that is due to a variety of factors, but clearly burnout is one of them, but also just like many of us, outside of physician practices. Um, Individuals are making life changes. Um, They're they're seeking other opportunities. So the goal for us to help physicians, particularly those in private practice right now, is to give them some immediate tips that they can implement, immediate strategies they can implement to address and acknowledge the burnout and staffing shortages. Because I think, and I know you know this, So often physicians, particularly those in private practices, feel like they have to do it all on their own. And this is a moment where you can't. Obviously the great resignation, these kind of shortages that are really pervasive in this kind of hopefully post-pandemic environment. Um, But I don't think many people think about them affecting say a a private practice. 
what 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 is happening? And you mentioned burnout as a cause. There are what's driving these. Well, I think if you think about physician private practices, uh, they're small businesses. It's, an, it's very hard for them to stay competitive, just like many small businesses in in this environment. And so, uh, finding staff and retaining staff has been and, and is even um, more of a challenge right now. So what we've tried to do is help physicians think about new tips and strategies to do that. Um, what we're also trying to do is help physicians and their care teams acknowledge and say, yes, we're burned out. What can we do? What can we step back and think about? Because the situation is not going to get better. We need to think differently and think more efficiency, efficiently about what we're doing mm -hmm. so that we can make longer term improvements for both the care team as well as patients seeking care. It's like we, we need a, a recovery plan uh, mm -hmm. exactly. uh, for the folks that helped us recover here. Uh, uh, yes. as, as part of that, I mean, during the uh, pandemic, you've been hard at work on this had a guide developed to help physicians navigate the pandemic. And you've now updated that guide yes. to address these new challenges that you've named, like staffing shortages and burnout. So let's talk a little bit more about this new resource. Would love to. It is called Keeping Your Practice Open During the Ongoing COVID-19 Pandemic. Uh, this is an update of a resource that we launched at the very beginning, and uh, many of those uh, challenges are new, like you noted. So we have updated it with new tips and strategies. So one is allowing physicians and their care teams to say, we're burned out. How can we address this? And we provide some steps um, and some links to resources through our Steps Forward platform that is open source, of course around how physicians in the care team can eliminate certain things that they may be doing in their day that they shouldn't be doing. Um, you know, just saving time 15 minutes a day adds up. So we have uh, a de-implementation checklist uh, that we this resource links to that will um, give physicians some confidence that, you know, we're doing this right now, we shouldn't really be doing it. Let's, so the de-implementation de is just taking things out of the equation? Is that what you mean by that? Taking out of the equation. There are things that you may think you need to do, but you really don't need to do in order to be uh, delivering more effective care. Do you, do you have a sense of like what one of those top ones might be? Um, sure. There's a lot of what we call stupid stuff, right? So um, is that the technical medical term? That is the technical medical <laughs> term. And I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm, I'm probably allowed to use it. Um, we have a, a guide about how to take away some of the stupid stuff. And it may be as simple as, um, you know, you're being inefficient in how you're handling your pre-visit planning. So are there some tips and strategies? And one thing we do do is link to what I think has been very helpful is just a, a script that your admin staff can um, take and read. And when you have um, pre-screening visit for your patients coming into your office. And just having that script in front of you takes away some of the, the heavy lift of having to address like all these key issues that are coming in when you're getting these incoming calls. So it's, it's easy things like that. I think what that- I, yeah, and What I love about your resource, it's very specific. This is not hypothetical. It's been tested. No. Uh, you know, in the real world. And I, uh, I just encourage everyone to go 
uh, and take a look at this and download this. You can find it at ama-assn.org slash keep practice open guide, or you can click on the link uh, that's in the episode description. So many resources. Um, Carol, talk a little bit about specific suggestions around tackling this major issue you identified, staffing shortages. Absolutely. Um, one thing we, we have created, because I think a lot of practices don't think about it, is how do you may remain competitive in this post-COVID world? And for example, work from home. Uh, many physician offices haven't really embraced the notion that some of your staff may not need to come into the office every day. So we've created a how-to guide on how to implement work from home strategies in your office. Um, there are some key considerations that are different for physician offices than others. For example, privacy, because you're dealing with uh, personal medical information. So we provide an outline in this, in this uh, linked resource that talks about that and key considerations. I think being competitive is so important for small practices um, because you are a business and you're operating in an environment where people on your team may be looking for other opportunities. So anything you can do to help them want to uh, continue to work in the office, whether it be flexibility um, and other uh, you know, implementation in your office to make it more efficient so they're not feeling so overwhelmed, I think is really important for physician practices to consider right now. You sound vaguely like a lot of the things that I'm looking at for our own operation here exactly. at the AMA and that uh, many of my friends and peers are doing the same at uh, companies across the states I right now. It, I think it's really important to realize that physician offices don't operate in a vacuum. They're operating in their own communities and all of these stressors we're all feeling are the same for physicians, but I would argue even much more just because that they are trying to take care of really sick people right now. Uh, so we just have to acknowledge that. And I think a big thing is, is physicians feel like they shouldn't be able to acknowledge that. And I think what we're really trying to do is give them permission to do so. Curated from more than 3,000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox. And I'm sure one of the one of the many exhausting things is just the surge after surge and the attendant changes in uh, procedures and protocols to make sure that both patients and office staff are safe. Um, talk a little bit about you know what your approach and, and guidance is in this realm. Right. Well, I think the guidance remains the same that it always has in terms of uh, providing a safe environment for your patients, but they are elevated. So now we know, and I think after two years, we've gotten better at this, but there are um, masking protocols. And while we know that many communities are lifting those masking protocols, the physician in the office environment 
is different in the sense that there are potentially maybe sicker people, um, immunocompromised patients coming in. So we do provide physicians um, the latest links to the guidance around masking in their own community, but then also let them know that it is entirely appropriate for them to continue to require masks in their office. I think that one benefit of these small private practices is that they do have some flexibility in terms of how they want to implement changes in their office. So I think, again, you have to work with your team and you have to understand your patient population to really understand the comfort level around some of these safety protocols. Some of these protocols also are just good practice in general, whether they be um, you know, separate waiting rooms for severely ill patients and then those just coming in for regular checkups. Um, there's also some ideas around patient flow, um, how to organize your um, uh, appointments just so that you don't have a, a mix of potentially all ill patients in, at the same time. So it's tips and strategies that I think that physician um, practices, particularly small ones, are pretty adept at putting into place. Mm -hmm. Another new one that I think that we're all um, recognizing is vaccinations, right? So many practices are struggling with um, spending extra time counseling their patients around vaccination. Um, we know that we still have a large portion of Americans who have not yet been vaccinated, and this is an ongoing, um, I think, activity for physicians. So we link to how to talk to your patients about vaccine status. Uh, so I think that's helpful for them. Um, also how talking about just to your for their staff. Own staff. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the, what's the, well, I mean, we know that there were many mandates and requirements that um, in healthcare settings that healthcare professionals be vaccinated. And the AMA supports that 100% and has called for that because of the importance of vaccines in reducing the illness and death related to COVID. Um, but there are some unique conditions um, and, and unique circumstances for your staff who may be concerned for a variety of reasons. We know what some of those reasons are. Um, and while the AMA has strongly uh, argued that ethically it is important to um, speak to your staff, speak to your patients about being vaccinated, um, implementing a vaccine requirement in a small office can be challenging and it can be struggling, a struggle. So we are letting small practices know that they, they should have conversations with their staff to decide. Um, because clearly, if you're facing a staffing shortage and you feel like you have uh, key staff who um, are uncomfortably being vaccinated, um, you know, we've had physicians practices call us and say, do I have to let them go? And I think these are some really thorny on the ground community level issues that private practices need to struggle with. So we give them some guidance, we connect them with our ethical guidelines, but it is um, something that physician practices in small communities really do need to think about carefully. Well, kind of last topic and you know, along the same lines, I think we've learned in this pandemic that uh, there's the science part, and then there's the communication part. Uh, Absolutely both equally important, and you know, many places have you know had to take different measures. And physician offices are not like every other place. How, uh, how, uh, what kind of guidelines do you provide for that kind of communication between physician and patients on on precautions uh, and safety protocols? 
So we link to some um, key guides about how to speak with your patients about it. I think the most important thing, and again, this gets back to any great communication strategy, which you know, Todd, is um, articulate it up front. Be very clear. Um, you can post you can post your uh, office procedures. We also encourage staff to, when um, calling ahead uh, or scheduling patients, to articulate those requirements very clearly. And again, our script that we provide allows them to do that. So it's an easy downloadable, just put it in front of your admin staff so that there's no failure of clear communication. I think also we recommend, um, and we've always suggested this, that there be huddles just among the physician care team, um, whether you wanna do daily or um, every other day, just so everybody is clear about what's in front of them that day and everyone's clear about the strategies. And sometimes, and I mean, it is counterintuitive, you're a very busy practice, but taking an extra 30 minutes or maybe even an hour on a weekly basis or whatever works for you to step back and really think through some of the strategies um, that could save you a lot more time in the long run. So those 30 minutes could, could add up and save you hours each week. And it also, I think, can lead to uh, better morale around, around your care team. And I think as we all know, and we have that experience when we go into a physician office, physicians can sense when there is a high functioning, um, high morale team that they're seeking their care from. And I think that's very, very important um, in these really challenging times. Well, Carol, thanks so much for uh, being with us here today. And it sounds like there are a lot of practical tips to save physician offices a lot of time and think about how to move forward in this hopefully post-pandemic future that we've got ahead of us. Again, download the guide at ama-assn.org slash keep practice open guide. Um, or click on the link in this, uh, in this uh, episode description. Um, take a look at it. We'll be soon uh, back with another COVID-19 update. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Please take care. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.